right, everybody. It is the moment that we have all been waiting for. It is September the 29th. 2020. This is your daily Blue Jays podcast, Underdogs. I am David Patrick Fleming. He is Jacob Beeman. It all gets started tonight in Tropicana Field. The Blue Jays start their best of three series against the Tampa Bay Rays. We got Matt Shoemaker on the mound for game one, heading off against former Cy Young Award winning Blake Snell. Jacob, where are you at? I'm feeling quite confident. I'm feeling wow, very confident. Yeah, I I just feel like these that our our lineup is is too hot. It's it's got too many boppers. I I like the I like the 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 con- I've got a lot of confidence in Shoemaker. I know that that's the that's uh, not necessarily the trend uh, across Blue Jays fans, across even uh, Blue Jays experts and writers, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So you're confident, but. Give me out of 10 where your nerves are at. Do you have any nerves? Not yet? Mm, not yet, no. No, not at all. Like, I don't, I, I don't think, I, like, all of the pressure's on them. So let's talk about this then. The Blue Jays kind of Twitter fan meltdown about Matt Shoemaker starting game one. I guess the thought is uh, Ryu should be starting or, but because, so Ryu came out saying that he felt a little something in his last start, wanted the extra day rest. So that goes into... Uh, the decision as well, but a lot of people are saying that maybe Taiwan Walker should be starting game one, and I disagree with that, and I think you disagree with that as well, no? Big time. Because I also think, I think game two is the most pivotal game, because you're either going to be playing for your life, or you're going to be playing to win. So putting Ryu in the second game, to me, makes a lot of sense. And then when game three comes around, then you've got Taiwan Walker, who's available to pitch. Yeah. And I got a lot of confidence in Matt Shoemaker. Maybe people think because he was injured and he hasn't had a lot of time on the mound since he came back that that's where their confidence um, wanes on him. But I, I don't know. I like the decision. Yeah, everyone everyone just pu- pulls out the number. They pull out the number of Taiwan Walker's ERA since he joined the Blue Jays. It's under two or something, super low. And they're like, yeah. well, he's our second best pitcher by far. He has to be out there. It's, it's Buck Show. We can't say anything about Buck Showalter uh, not bringing out Zach Britton anymore if we, don't, if we have a chance to not bring out our second best pitcher and get eliminated without using him. Well, guess what? He's, he's worse against lefties, and there's a lot of lefties on the Tampa Bay Rays. You know? That's just kind of the way it is. You choose you choose your stat that you bring out. I choose I choose that one. And I also, guess what? I trust the guys who are in baseball for a living and who run a team for a living and who have all a bunch of stats that we don't even know exist. And they look at that. Yeah, and like and they can talk to these guys and see where they're at and see how they're feeling and know and feel confident in them. And then we're just gonna be along for this ride and not try to dictate the decisions of the front yeah. office. Uh, also, the Rays' best chance to win a game is with Blake Snell. Yeah. So, if if Blake Snell shoves, if he is able to just dominate mm-hmm. us and we don't score any runs, we're probably not going to win that game. Yeah, maybe. It's it's so, a bit of a choose to lose. It's not quite choose to lose, but it's uh, choose when we got a better chance of winning by using our ace, I think, a little bit in game two. I like I, I like that. I think it's fucking interesting. It's different, and I think it's interesting. A lot too. of people are like, "Oh, it's classic new Blue Jays ideas. Way too, way too clever, too cheeky, too cute." Nah, 
No, get with the times, man. Yeah, I, I don't think that any decisions are made to be to be cute. No. And uh, after Blake Snell, you know, Glass now, Morton, I mean, they're good pitchers, no doubt. And 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 you know, they always have this sort of ceiling where you feel like they could dominate, but they haven't had these great no. years. And so Morton's been even, super average. If, totally, he's got like almost a five ERA. And even if. Uh, Snell wins the the first game, let's say, and and we're down, we're down a game, and I know the stress is high, and that the the panic is going to raise with fandom. I don't think that uh, that it's the same with players and organizations. It does not matter the order in which you win your games. It might create more stress from the fans' perspective, but. I have confidence. Uh, to me, I get more relaxed when I think of Ryu pitching in game two because if Ryu loses game one and then you go into game yeah. two with either a shoemaker or a walker, then the stress is yep, up. Yeah, no doubt. Also, what if we win game one? <laughs> exactly. What if we win game one? What if crazier things have happened and the Blue Jays' bats fucking dominate Snell or Snell has a, a sub-average outing that he's had a yeah. few uh, many times this year especially in the beginning of the year he's kind of come around to to being more himself of late no but hey, shoemaker's been great knows? in his whole career against the rays and he looked dominant the last time he was out there his velocity was up he looks super confident he's well rested i mean he's his his pitch count won't be able to get high because he hasn't built himself up but you know he's going to give it everything he's got and he's going to be if he's pitching well and they say his pitch Count is at 65. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll let him keep going longer. Maybe not. They're not going to let him stay out there if he's getting mutilated no, exactly. either. And the Blue Jays have some nice options coming out of the bullpen. And if you have to use them in the first game, then you have to use them in the first game. you got to play game by game and figure yeah. it out. I also don't want to hear, you know, if Shoemaker does go out there and lets up four runs or something, that, that means it was a mistake, you know, because there's no, there's no telling that Taiwan Walker would have gone out there and dominated. I, it's just this is this is what it is we got to live with it let's get behind the team let's feel good about the team because we've got no pressure on us anything we get out of this is gravy the experience of of it is gravy for these kids experiencing playoff baseball for the first time so have they given you everything that you need already this season are you are you going to be uh content if the blue jays go out in two games against the rays i mean the like f super fan part of me is going to be sad <laughs> But the the guy who's covered this team every day for this whole season and knows realistically where they were supposed to be, how they outperformed expectations, and you know are getting a valuable experience from this, says, "Yeah, I got, I got, I got what I needed out of them." But of course, I'm going to be disappointed. I can't keep watching Blue Jays baseball and how knowing how incredible and exciting it would be. If we did upset the the Rays, the number one team in the league. Yeah, a three-game series, a best-of-three-game series, no matter who's playing, even if the Jays were the first seed and the Rays were the eighth seed, uh, an upset is not the craziest thing mm -hmm. in baseball. You know, the 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 for a team to just kind of catch fire a little bit and then you take that first game and you ride the momentum – that that's nothing. I mean, any team, you could see the Dodgers lose out in the, this first round. You could see any team get upset in this first round. One of the things that I was thinking today that I hadn't really considered for whatever reason is like, you know, when back in uh, 2015 and 2016, when the Blue Jays, the last time that they made it to the playoffs and 
one of the most exciting elements of that playoff was the fans in the stands and how ruckus they were and just blowing the roof off of Rogers Center and how the players fed off that energy. I mean, the energy got so crazy in 2015 that they had to stop the game because fans were throwing cans and garbage and debris on the yeah. field. And that was just this crazy moment in sports. Do you think that we'll, um, I guess, I mean, to some degree, yes, of course we will miss that. But do you think that that will... Uh, color our experience of this playoffs at all? Um, only in a way that we won't understand. Only in just the no. way that we won't know how um, how exciting it would have been if the fans were there, and the the feeling that we have when the fans are there, the excitement, the the energy, the tension. It's gonna be like all of that's still gonna be there. The tension still exists between the two teams. A tight moment is still a tight moment, and we're still gonna get nervous and excited, but not not feeling the energy because even the like the canned fan noise you know some of those fucking noises are dead people you know some <laughs> it's it's not real and uh i don't know it, i'm obviously super disappointed that we can't have fans and uh i know that everyone else is too but it is it is what it is, and baseball will still be exciting between the two teams. Also, the Tampa Bay Lightning just won the Stanley Cup, so they've gotten enough. Yeah. I, I think it's time that the Rays kind of crapped out here. I think the, the city of Tampa has uh, gotten all that they deserve. What we are going to do, Jacob, is because the Blue Jays are an eighth seed and the Tampa Bay Rays are a number one seed, you would imagine that the Tampa Bay Rays have this massive advantage over the Blue Jays. MLB came out with a position-by-position position ranking of who has the advantage around uh, on each position on each team. And I'm going to set it up for you and ask you who you think has the advantage position-by-position, position, and then we'll see where MLB sits. So let's go around the horn. We are going to start at the catching position. The Blue Jays have Danny Jansen and the Rays have Mike Zanino. Jacob, who would you say has the advantage? Um, well, I'm going to say the Blue Jays, but it ain't Danny Jansen. Mr. Kirk so you think it gives us the advantage at the catcher position. It isn't necessarily one guy or the other. I think that the tandem and I'll include Reese McGuire. Reese McGuire is on the playoff roster that was announced only 26 seconds ago. Mike Zanino is actually a worse offensive player than Danny Jansen, if you could even wrap your mind around that. He is a 147 batting average. Uh, but MLB does give the advantage to the Jays because of exactly what you said, Alejandro Kirk coming up. It's a pretty dead-even pile of dog crap without Kirk, but with Kirk... The Blue Jays have the advantage. So let's move it on to first base. You know who we've got, Vladdy G. Jr. Yes. And the Rays had G-Man Choi at first base, but he's injured. And then we've got Nate Lowe. Who would you say has that advantage? It's a big old Vladdy G. advantage, man. I mean, G-Man Choi, uh, sadly, I might have to choose G-Man Choi over... Vladdy Jr. and I'm I haven't heard one way or the other if G-Man is going to be on their playoff roster or their round one roster. I have a feeling he is, um, but the way Vladdy's hitting the ball right now, the the 
the feeling that he's got his first playoffs, you know, I think it's going to be, it's going to be fire or, or bust for him. And the way, the way it's looking right now, I'm feeling the fire. I'm feeling the heat from Vladdy. Damn right. Vladdy has the advantage. Even with G man, Choi Guerrero has the advantage offensively and we ain't talking defense. Ah, that's not what the first base position is about. It's about bopping the ball. And even G man, Choi is, has a 740 OPS compared to Guerrero at 791. So that's advantage Jays yet again. Let's move on to second base. Now there's a little bit here where, you know, both of these teams sort of have a little bit of flexibility at this position, but for the sake of this uh, thing that we're okay. doing, it's going to be Kevin Biggio at second and Brandon Lau at second for the Rays. Yeah. Yeah. That's advantage Lau. I'm afraid as much as I love Kevin Biggio, um, you know, the on-base percentage is probably going Cavan's way, but the power um, from from Lau, the the barrels, uh, he's you know he's before he got injured he was gonna be he was gonna be top five, top three MVP votes this this season in the AL. He's he's a tough out. And uh, that's advantage for Brandon. Yeah, it's interesting because they, it, MLB does give the advantage to the Rays again, of course, because of Brandon Lau's bat. Um, if even if though, um, let's say Lau goes into the outfield, which he does sometimes, yep. Joey Wendell is the replacement. Joey Wendell is the hottest hitter on the Tampa Bay Rays team. Now, who knows if that can continue? But they do have a little bit of offensive depth at second base. Where when Cavan leaves for us, we're going to go panic or VR. And and that's a kind of a toss up at that yeah. point. Let's go to the big shortstop. You know who we got. We got Bo Baby Bichette against Willie Adamas. Another very uh interesting matchup. Oy, oy, oy. Uh, fuck. Right now, right now I'm probably giving advantage Adamas, but uh, it's tough. I know I know Bo's come on. A bit in the last five games, I'm still not. I'm still not 100% certain if he's fully healthy or not. Adamas has been pretty consistent throughout this season. He doesn't have quite as much pop, maybe, as Bo, but he's he's been a great player for the Rays this season. And I lean just ever so slightly to Adamas as of right now. Uh, MLB also leans towards Adamas, which. Uh you know, it's a very tight race. What what MLB's point was is that Adamas has been there before and had some big moments yeah. in playoff games. If you look at their lines, Bo's line is better than Adamas offensively. Uh, Adamas has made massive leap forward mm -hmm. in offense and defense this year, but also Bo's missed so many games, so that affects how his line is going to read anyway. But that's another advantage raise. Let's move it to the hot corner. The hot corner, and I'm going to... Look, I, who I'm, I know there's some options there, but what I'm doing for this and what MLB's doing for this is they're putting old T-Shaw yeah. at third base for the Jays. Old Travis Shaw. And unfortunately <laughs> for the Rays, uh, it does seem like Yandy Diaz is going to be back in the lineup and he's going to be playing uh, third base. That's unfortunate for the Rays? No, it's unfortunate for us. Ah, right, right, right. Um, in this exercise that we are doing, it's very unfortunate. Right, right, right. Well, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, Travis Shaw is not going to play third base. So it's a bit of a, I mean, maybe maybe he'll play a game there. Maybe he'll play a bit of time there. Uh, I, I'll be surprised, I guess, to, to see him lined up at third base. I think, I think they've been grooming Biggio, and they've been 
playing them playing them there as much as they can to get them ready for this playoffs and uh but i guess i guess in this scenario yeah i'm going uh mr diaz mr biceps well, I would take. Uh, I, I would say that even if you put Biggio at the hot corner, you would still get the advantage with Diaz, as his numbers are uh, very strong offensively, above 300 average, got a plus 800 OPS. The Blue Jays rank last in WAR at third base in the American yeah. League, so that's definitely, uh, as we know, massive, massive problem. So you are who's, correct in that with MLB. Who's got more homers though, Kevin or or Yandy? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because Yandy's missed a lot of time, so it's possible that Cavan uh, uh, has more. He doesn't hit a lot of home runs as it is, though. This no, but he gets on ba- his on bases like blows Cavan's out of the water, which is uh, a surprising thing to even right, say. Right? Okay. Uh, let's go to left field where we got Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and the Rays have Randy Arozarena. Mm-hmm. That's uh. <laughs> That's actually surprisingly tight, too, but I'm going Lourdes. Yeah, Lourdes is uh, who MLB chooses as well. Can't compete with our outfield. Now, this one is a bit, uh, this one's a little bit strange. Let's go to center field where the Blue Jays have Randall Grishik and the Rays have Kevin Kiermeyer and Manuel Margot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I lean Rays here. I lean Rays here. Um, I know that we're not talking defense a lot, but Kevin Kiermeyer is one of the best center fielders in the game and has been for a long time he's got speed on the base paths that's a weapon maybe he doesn't hit as many dingers as uh as randy gritchick but uh you know he can lay down a bunt he he can he can do a bunch of different things and i and i, I lean a little bit with the uh, with kiermaier even manuel margot is a great defender yeah. as well so they've got really good defense uh in center field o- offensively randall is 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 better in terms of power and he's better in terms of his batting average but in terms of getting on base they it's basically the same clip so yeah it is an advantage for the rays yet again let's go to right field where you know who we got teoscar hernandez facing off against the rays hunter renfro yeah, that's going to be a Ren no for me, dog. That's a big advantage <laughs> for uh, Teoscar Hernandez. Yeah, that one's not close. We don't need to uh, talk too much about that. We got uh, a borderline MVP in right field with Teoscar Hernandez against a subpar offensive, uh, a below major league offense, a below major league average offensive player in Hunter Renfro. We don't need to spend too much time on that. Let's go to the DH position now. In the MLB, uh, they're saying that Guerrero and Telez are the DHs for the Blue Jays. Now, it's not clear to me that Telez is going to get any time in this series at all. It does not seem like he will. Uh, the Rays have Yoshi Sutsugo, and also they don't consider the idea of Alejandro Kirk perhaps DHing for the Blue Jays as well. However, so if you just want to take it at face value and say Vladdy against Yoshi Sutsugo, you got i don't think i don't think it is vladdy versus yoshi Tsutsugo. i don't think vladdy dh's once this series yeah i think vladdy's yeah. staying at first base the whole series i don't think they have i don't think they have the luxury of using vladdy at first base i think they need that dh position for someone like kirk they need it for perhaps travis shaw and because i well i guess maybe shaw goes in at first over vladdy in that situation but um listen uh rowdy telez is on the wild card roster 
No, I know. So I just don't know. They wouldn't be using that roster spot if they didn't think he was ready. I think he's going tonight. I think he's going tonight, and Damn. I think it's a massive, Damn. massive uh, advantage in the in that world for the Blue Jays. Uh, regardless, pick yeah. take your pick. Is is it Kirk? Is it Vladdy? Is it Tellez? Uh, it's a two go. Yeah, he's got some. He's got he's got some bop in there, but uh, nothing like any of those guys. Yeah, I mean his power numbers are actually not good at all, and his average is below two hundred. So I think you could take Guerrero, Telez, or Kirk, and you get the advantage for the Jays. And MLB agrees it's advantage Jays. Let's go to the rotation. You got Ryu, Shoemaker, Taiwan Walker against Blake Snell, Glasnow, and Morton. Are we lining it up the way that the the game's lining up here, uh, or are we lining it up? I think it's just in general who has the better rotation. <sighs> okay. Okay. Well, it's going to be advantage to the Rays uh, overall, for sure. MLB calls it a very slight advantage Rays, which I actually had to double take. And I, it actually kind of gave me this interesting kind of uh, hope when I read that. I thought it would be a, a no doubt advantage for the Rays, but they're calling it very slight. The one thing that they're saying is because Blake Snell and Tyler Glasnow have an above 95 mile per hour fastball average, that's where the slight advantage comes from because the Jays have a 278 slug against 95 plus. Right. But they're basically saying that without that, it's a dead even heat. Interesting. Well, guess who's yeah. been uh, on the up and up with the fastball lately? Ooh. Vladdy. <laughs> he heard he heard it was his weakness, and he got in the cage, and he's been hunting the the heater lately. And uh, I don't think you're going to be able. I I I hope that they start hunting him with heaters and that that Blake Snell thinks that he can throw his fastball for 50% against uh, a guy like Vladdy because he's going to be smoking that thing. Line drives right over the infield. If if Vladdy can lay off the the sliders from Snell and the curveballs and and get locked in in, in his approach, then I think he's gonna fucking yeah. mash some. But guess what, Vladdy? It's just if he gets a little bit anxious, you know, and he's just he just goes a little out of the zone or chases some of that dirt. The slider for sure. The slider for sure. But yeah. Vladdy has the best uh, numbers against curveballs on the team. He's a curveball masher. Let's wrap it up with the bullpen okay. now. Not going to go over all the names for all the people in the bullpen on each team, but where do you think the advantage lies in terms of the bullpen? Oh, I think it's Tampa Bay, and it's not even close. Absolutely. In September, it's uh, polar opposites. The Blue Jays had a six-plus ERA in their bullpen in September, and the Rays led the league with a 2-3-1 in September. Both both teams uh, have uh, some injuries that they're trying to manage, but all day that advantage is Tampa Bay. You do not want to get into that bullpen being down a couple no. of runs. That's was it. Sure. Nick Anderson has got point five five or something. It's something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. But as an entire tally here, Jacob, this is a uh, eight seed facing off against a number one seed. And the advantages are six for the Tampa Bay Rays and five for the Toronto Blue Jays. And there's some pretty tight ones in there. Like the Rays get that advantage at shortstop, but that's, you know, that's really, really tight. Yeah. So that could, that could swing. So this is a really uh, kind of an interesting thing about the way the playoffs are working this year and about this kind of short season where it, it really doesn't feel like an eight going off against a one. I agree. And I think 
I don't know. I just can't. I just can't tell where Bo is at right now. But if Bo is Bo, Bo knocks Adamas out of the water. Yeah. Don't you just want to believe that he's geared up for this and that he's gonna do something special? Yes, I do. I, yeah. but i don't i don't mean of course we want that but i just feel like that's who he is i just feel like he is somebody who can rise to the occasion yeah. i think vladdy's the same yeah. way I, I i saw some stuff with bo too i know that he had five hits or something in the last couple of games but i also saw his aggressiveness looked like it was back a little bit that like ludicrous swinging out of his shoe seemed like it was it was back and there were a couple of balls where it looked like so close to being double. He was just like, just slightly didn't have enough power for it to clear the center fielder or to clear the right fielder. They had just enough time to get something out of the power alley or out of the out of a gap. But if not, it's a triple or it's another double. And he seems like he's just like one or two ticks away from being fully back. And that's that's a game changer right there. I know, man. The bats on this team. If the bats can just, if the bats can lock in, this is this, this is a done yeah. deal. It ain't even close. I, I don't give a fuck who the Rays have on the mound. I don't give a shit who we have on the mound. If these bats go off, it's signed, sealed, and delivered. Who's mm-hmm. next? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could like we could run up the score. It could be like, you know, eight two or something. Because the lineup again, the lineup of of the Tampa Bay Rays does not intimidate me in any way. There's nobody, no. right? Like, I guess it's just Lau. Lau's the, like, the, the top three guys in their lineup. If we can get through them every time in the order and minimize the damage there. Yeah, I mean, I guess I forgot to mention when we were talking about left field how Austin Meadows would uh, typically be yeah. in left field for the Rays and that that would definitely, uh, not definitely, but it would definitely put a closer race uh, against Gurriel being in mm-hmm. left field for sure. Mm-hmm. At least previous but, season, Austin Meadows. Yeah, for sure. So... Jacob, I'm just going to ask, do you think the Blue Jays can win the World Series? Yep. <laughs> oh, wow. <They> do. <laughs> Look, I've got the jersey on right now, dude. I wouldn't be wearing this jersey if I didn't think they could win the World Series. You guys should have heard Jacob complaining about the way the jersey fits him before this episode started. <laughs> um. So that is then uh, so that that's your pick because I'm going to ask you we're going to make predictions right now and you're going to be held accountable for the answer that I'm not you saying I think give. they will I'm saying they can okay so then give me your team who's going to win you got to put your money on the line no actual money but put your money on the line who's going to win the World Series the Dodgers <laughs> don't you think do you think that that's satisfying for a Dodgers fan if the Dodgers win the World Series in a in a season like this or do you think it's uh, an unsatisfying thing because they've been there so many times and haven't been able to get it done but then they get it done in the in the shortened season I don't think it's unsatisfying at all I think that I, so so it happened a little quicker if they get it done, they get it done, and it's not like they're going to be bad next season. It's not like this—it's do or die right now for them. They're only—they're going to keep getting better because that's what they do. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Like they're going to probably—they're probably, probably <laughs> going to shore up their rotation a bit more. They're going to find, bring up some new guy that throws a hundred and comes out of nowhere and is in Cy Young talks, or you know, Dustin May's going to get better. Mookie Betts is going to continue to be Mookie Betts, it seems like, for another couple of years, I would guess. For me, it seems, yeah, I, I mean, I guess if, if I had to actually put money on it, I would say the Dodgers, yes. That's where the smart money would lie. I would uh, be hard-pressed for anybody to convince me otherwise they have the best offense and the best pitching in the league. It's a very obvious 
choice that the Dodgers uh, have the best chance to win the World Series. But, Jacob, if the Blue Jays go out, if, not saying they will, if, if the Blue Jays go out, where are you able to put your heart, like your interest and your excitement onto another team? Well, I am a, a Dodgers fan. I, I have been for a, a while now. Um, I think they're going to, I think they're going to sweep the Brewers. I think it'll be an interesting series between them and, and the Padres because I think the Padres will demolish the Cardinals. And uh, so that's, that's a really exciting series. I, I want to watch every, every game in that DS between the Dodgers oh, and the Padres. Whoa, sign me up. That's where, that's where I'm going for my World Series prediction. Padres? I know it's a bit early. I know they're young. But, man, they're exciting, and they're so much fun to watch. i got to go. Padres also love, as you know, I love the Cincinnati Reds. Yes. And I think the Cincinnati Reds, as Joey Votto said in his post-game presser after they clinched the playoffs, we are a fucking nightmare. And no, their offense isn't great, but their starting pitching can rival anybody's. You got Trevor Bauer, Luis Castillo, and Sonny Gray in a three-game series against the Braves. Obviously, the Braves have a killer offense. I, I don't know. It, it depends. It depends on like what, because I love, like if a guy like Trevor Bauer is going out there and just dominating a team, that to me is exciting. Yeah. That to me is if, if you're, if you're striking out uh, Acuna, if you're striking out Freeman, Azunia, Albies, Swanson, all those guys that the, the Braves have that are just, you know, having pretty good seasons. That, that's really exciting to me. And Trevor Bauer is exciting to watch. I've said it many times. He's one of my favorite players. I love watching him. And he's one of the reasons why, you know, I, I like uh, my, the Reds, the Reds chances in going pretty deep. Into yeah. This. I don't, I don't really like the Reds chances in going deep into this, but like they've had the rotation all season. Why aren't they a better team? Well, they really picked it up in the second half. They've, they've yep. been pretty dominant in the second half because they were real bad uh, when the season started and they've made this switch now and they become one of the more dominant teams in the league. Yeah. Played some bad offenses combined with their great pitching, but uh, they're not going to be playing bad offenses. Bauer Bauer gives up the dinger. That's how he gets his his run scored on him. Freeman hits the dong. Uh, <laughs> Acuna hits the dong. I think that I think that uh, it's it could be a major disappointment for the Reds. They could get blown out if any of these starters doesn't have their elitist of elite stuff. Um, I don't think that the I think that it it favors Atlanta because yeah they don't have the pitchers but I think that the matchup of of the uh, the Cincinnati lineup favors having a little bit less elite pitching to bad hitters versus having elite pitchers versus elite hitters I don't know right Jacob my hands are starting to sweat I'm starting to get excited about this game as a five o'clock start yes. tonight so it's nice and early so I don't have to wait all goddamn night for this thing to start give me your prediction on game one tonight it's gonna be uh seven three blue jays seven three blue yeah, jays <laughs> seven to three blue jays take game yeah. one shoemaker gets the win I guess um, the Robbie Ray gets the win, actually. Oh, oh, yeah, fair enough. I mean, maybe Shoemaker only throw three or four innings, so that's that's fair. Robbie Ray is gonna get the win in Game One at Tropicana Field. Blue Jays against the Rays. I'm going. I'm going. 
I'm going five four Jays. Yeah, buddy. Are we sweeping? And guess who hits a dong? Guess who hits a dong? Uh oh, who's that? Oh, Vladdy! Vladdy smokes a dong and quiets everybody as he runs around third base, saying, "You don't talk about my struggles anymore." Mm -hmm. Boom! Five four game one Jays. Everybody get excited. I'm excited. And five o'clock tonight. We'll see you tomorrow to break it all down and talk about it. And one last thing. This is to our one of our most loyal daily listeners, Cliff, who keeps texting me about this to give him a shout-out on this show. Cliff, this is a shout-out to you to let you know that you matter. And if the Blue Jays win tonight, I'm going to see it as you being the good luck charm. And you will get a shout-out every day until the Blue Jays are out of the playoffs. And if they win the World Series, we're doing it every day from then on.